Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good day to you all. Welcome to episode number two of Digital Fix, your one-stop shop for everything social media here in the region. I am coming to you from the glorious offices of Local 219. I had an excellent conversation today with Whitney Hagerbone, uh, aka Fit With Wit. She is amazing. She was. It was an amazing conversation. We covered everything from how she built her follower base of just under 7,000 by the time this launches. It should be over 7,000 uh, to all the different roles that she plays across numerous brands, how she juggles life and her kids um, and a new baby cow and makes it all work within the realm of social media. It was a fantastic conversation. And uh, again, it was it was awesome to have her. So please enjoy the podcast starting now. I guess kind of the best way to definitely start this is by giving giving the people tell the people uh, who are listening right now uh, your backgrounds. Give them tell them who you are. Who are you? Sure. So I'm Whitney, and <laughs> I um, I did not know this was going to be my life. That's for sure. Um, I went to school for child development back in the day. That's awesome. Yeah, and that was only because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew I wanted to be a mom, so I was like, I can use this. So got my degree in child development. Um, after we were married for a year, I got pregnant, and then after I had my son, that's when I kind of got into fitness um, because I was afraid I was never going to get my body back, right? <laughs> so um, I started working out, and I just kind of fell in love with it and um, fell in love with the confidence it gave me and the way it, like, went into everything else in my life. And so I was like, this is something that I can do and I can be at home with my son and have a career. So um, I got certified with NASM when he turned one and started training, worked in a gym for six months and then decided I was gonna do everything on my own. And that was seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. So the bug, the entrepreneur bug hit you early. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Before that, I was doing Whitney's baby cakes. I was doing diaper cakes. Like, I've always had it. Wow. So you were a baker yeah. on top of that at that point. Not a baker. Not Di- a baker. Diaper cakes. So you like, oh, roll up the oh. diapers and make like a, it looks like a cake. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like every every mom listening right now, she's like, how do you not know that? Like even my wife, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so when did you when did you start the social media journey? Um, That was a couple years in. Like anyone else, I kind of struggled with the consistency thing. So I felt like I was telling my clients to do things and I wasn't always doing it all the time. So I wanted a way to kind of hold myself accountable, um, but also to hold my clients accountable because me seeing them one hour a week isn't gonna be enough. You know, for to have results in fitness, you kind of have to be in their head all the time. So that sure. was a way that I could connect to them more and I could reach more people without um, having more time away from my kids because I had nap time and that was pretty much it (laughs) (laughs) do you recommend your clients now is it something you kind of build in like is that a a, uh, i'm gonna say sustainable way of like maintaining the results and maintain that is to like keep an instagram presence for themselves and take those pictures uh yeah we do we do do that (laughs) it's like we were kind of talking about um before this like things happen slowly you don't always notice the changes and it depends on how you feel and all that so i think that logging that and taking pictures can be really helpful just for anyone (laughs) sure yeah um so when people follow you right now when they first like kind of check you out like there there's definitely like a great this incredible facade i'm not gonna say facade facade's negative uh this incredible like presence that you have on instagram and that's backed by you have almost seven thousand followers right now which is insane uh it's so (laughs) It's super cool. How how did you kind of like 
start that base? Like, how did you, how did you, I guess, acquire so many followers? Was it through, did you purchase any to begin with? Did you, were they just kind of natural? Was it just like friends that started following you and they just kind of grew from there? Sure. Um, well, thank you. I don't feel <laughs> like it's that cool, but, um, Honestly, it's just been slow and steady. Like I said, I mean, that was what, five or six years ago that I started mm -hmm. that. So I feel like a lot of times people see Instagram and all these followers and they think that people like post this hot picture and then all of a sudden they blow up and there's some sort of Instagram model. Like it doesn't work like that. You have to put in the work and um, it's more just a matter of being consistent, I think. Because as soon as you drop off, if you get lazy, you're your momentum drops too. So you've got to keep going, keep putting in the work, keep putting, being social on social media, you know? Yeah. Do you have any like kind of um, like scheduling? Like do you schedule like each day, like you get up and like Jay, so Jay last week was like, I get up and I have to post first thing in the morning. Like, do you have any rituals like that where you just schedule your posts every day around a certain time or is there a certain rhythm that you have? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> so um, I think my posts have kind of backed off like a little bit. I used to post like three times a day and I haven't been doing that quite as much. Um, but I think that I should probably get into that because um, the more I posted, the more active my account stayed. Um, I do think it's important to post first thing in the morning, just being a fitness account, because that's when you want to get in people's heads right when they wake up in the morning. You want to put that positive thought in their head, make sure they start off making the right choices in the morning. Um, so then that carries out through the rest of their day. I wouldn't necessarily say that's important for everyone. Like I work on a jewelry page and I run their social media. I don't worry about posting first thing in the morning for that. Sure. Um, as far as like a schedule during the week, I, yes and no. I think it's so important to have like a variety of content and make sure that throughout the week you're posting something about nutrition, something about life, something about workouts and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't like it to be forced. I don't want to like come up with the content. I try to just draw out of what's happening in my real life and take the lessons where I can. Sure. I think it's the same thing for me too. And, and you kind of touched on a little bit, but you, uh, you have a lot of different, a lot of different personalities out there in the sense of like you post for this jewelry store and for yourself and we'll get into your coffee company in a second. And, uh, you, you also do hometown happening. So you, uh, the joke I run, the joke I tell a lot of people is like, you're essentially become as a social media manager, like a professional schizophrenic. Like you have <laughs> to have like all of these different personalities. So we have realtors that are moms and we have bong shops and we have churches that like local two and nine helps out. And it's the idea like when I get up first thing in the morning, first thing it pops into my head is like, I need to post on social media. And for myself, I don't, I'm my own worst client. I post on social for myself probably once every month, maybe. Uh -huh. um, but for local two and nine, it's kind of like try to get that post in like early in the day or try and catch like what's going on first thing in the morning. Um, but if I don't post for them, and maybe this is a tip that everyone can take out, is if you're not going to post first thing in the morning, start thinking about what you're going to post throughout the day. Absolutely. Uh, the the accounts that we work with, it's uh, when I wake up, I'm like, I know what storyline they're following today. I know what their goal is, but I don't know what I'm going to post. And if you try to post for too much at once, like your brain kind of gets scrambled and overlaps. And it's like, it's a struggle. It becomes you, you end up confusing yourself. And so as you just kind of like go throughout the day, if you're going to post for yourself, uh, start thinking about it first thing in the morning. Just start getting like excited, like something's gonna happen today. Like I know the general realm of what I'm gonna post today. Like you said, right. it's gonna be fitness, or it's gonna be nutrition, or something like that. But it doesn't come to me until like I'll be like in the shower and I'll be like singing along. You know, I got some hollow notes going in my head, and and the neighbors are like shouting at me. And then also I'm like, I know what to post for the realtor today. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. it kind of the same way for you? Like, do the posts just kind of like arrive? 
Absolutely. And I think that's kind of, it's kind of evolved almost into my diary a little bit. <laughs> um, and so at first it was kind of weird posting stuff that is kind of personal and I would freak out about it and get really nervous about what people were going to say. But um, I realized that that's really what people connect to. They want to see a real person and they sure. want to identify with the things that are happening in their life. So um so that's what it's kind of become. So I kind of just look at my life and try to see what lessons are happening and um, how other people could connect to that and then share that. Sure. Can we talk a little bit uh, about, I know you, you're sponsored as well too, right? Yes. So who are you, do you want to shout them out? Do you want to shout that out? First form, what, what? First form. <laughs> a lot of people, you're, you're a legionnaire? Uh, yes. Awesome. Um, Slash brand ambassador. It's weird yeah, yeah i don't i won't get i won't uh try and get you in any legal trouble but can you talk about how that kind of came up like how did first form did you reach out to them they reach out to you like the power of social media the power of social yeah <laughs> um when i first started social media and i was just poking around looking for um you know under the fitness hashtags gym stuff yeah and um Honestly, it kind of put me like in a little moral dilemma when I first started poking around Instagram because it was all like a lot of boobs and butts everywhere. And I thought that's kind of like if you wanted to make it as a fitness personality, that's the way it had to be. And so I didn't want to do that. So I wasn't sure really what direction to go. Um, and then I found First Form, which is why I fell in love with them is because of um, just the kind of people they are and the the values that they have and that they care about people and they want you to put in the work and um, and it's not about that it's not about who has the best abs or the best butt or any of that like you have to be a real person and like want to help people and so um, so I fell in love with them and I started using their products and really liked their products and found out that they really stood behind everything that they said um, and so I started supporting them on, on social media, just on my own. Um, and then eventually they, they found me and called me up. This was, they were much smaller back then, so things were a little bit different than they are now. But yeah, one day I got a message and they called me up and asked me if I'd be interested in being a legionnaire. Um, so I started with that and I did that for, gosh, it feels like forever, but it really hasn't been that long. Um, so a couple of years, and then I started going out for um, the athlete search, which is a big deal they have. Yeah. And that's when I got the brand ambassador position, So, um, which is more of like a sponsored position. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there, can you talk about, you're allowed to talk about like any requirements associated with being with that? So I'll talk, I'll, I'll say this, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. So when, when I got into Instagram, like I've always been into fitness. I tried to compete for a very long time in the NPC and like the men's physique division and the WBFF and the male model division. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I love cookies way too much and I could never fully <laughs> get there. I did get close once. I did get about a week out from the show and then got horrifically, horrifically sick. Um, but I've always been in love with one specific fitness company called Blackstone Labs. Like mm -hmm. I love their stuff, I love their CEO, I love everything that they're about, I watch their content, consume their content, and then they're like, hey, we're gonna create this program called, it's very similar to the Legionnaire program, um, where it's just like the Legion program, and in the Legion program, you have to post like three times per week, and you hashtag, and, and, and use specific hashtags, and they give you like a discount code, and the discount code just kind of uh, works for different stuff, and this is this is common knowledge, I, I pray to God, Lord PJ Braun does not sue me, um, but 
uh, you do you that's that's only the only requirements for being in there. But I know when you get to like sponsored athlete status, it's a little more. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not gonna again, I'm not gonna put you in legal trouble. You can you can take the fifth on this if you want. But are there certain requirements you have to hit? There are. Okay. Um, so like as a legionnaire, you don't ha- have those requirements as much and as one of the elite athletes you have even more requirements than i do sure um but that's the one thing that i really love about them the most is that they're never pushing sales and it's all about just helping people and they really care about helping us be successful with our own brand so they really i mean yes i need to post a couple times a week but they really want that to be only 30 percent of my content like at maximum they want me to be giving more of me not just trying to sell supplements because that's not what it's about um and making sure that people know that really it is eating healthy and working out that you have to do sure (laughs) (laughs) they say what's the old fitness rule like supplements are like five percent of the battle or something like that if that sure yeah (laughs) they're Um, not going to do the work for you they're not going to do the you cannot out train or out supplement a bad diet we're talking about that before the podcast came on air and it's always been like my biggest my biggest trouble with life is like when i'm locked in a diet i'm locked in but this isn't this isn't about me and my my fitness journey um (laughs) one one thing that i really admire a about your posts um, on Instagram in particular is that uh, every every post, like you mentioned earlier, is kind of like an introspective into your life. Of mm-hmm. like, this is it is your diary. It's kind of like this is what I'm going through today, and this is this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking, and so it kind of gives us like uh, a sense of you're not you're not selling product. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like I, you happen to be sponsored by them, but it's not what driving you. It's not what it's not what's paying your bills or anything like that. You're a legit person. And it just you're, happens you're real. to be a real part of my life. So. Yeah. If that's what works for me, and I'm going to help teach other people about that too. But yeah, absolutely. Would you recommend that? So, if if I, I'm going to actually say that, so if <laughs> if you are a brand and are trying to sell, we talked about this last week. It's it's kind of round two of uh, bring out your notebooks and write this tip down of just be real, like just be a real person. We try and do that with the local two and nine brand of we're not some corporation, like we're not anything, we're not trying to sell anybody on everything, we're just trying to make our corner of the world just a better place. And it seems like it's the same for your brand too. Absolutely, you want people to feel like they know you and to trust you and they're not gonna do that if you're just trying to slam products in their face all the time. (laughs) So um, that's really what I found that people connect to the most and that when I get a message from someone they're saying thank you so much for being a real person I really appreciate you and I think it's hard with fitness accounts especially I think they try to uh, go to these fancy photo shoots and make everything look perfect and make like their life look perfect and they're wearing perfect makeup and having their abs showing and it doesn't always give like an accurate depiction of what it's actually like because then when people go to the gym and they are sweating and their face is purple and they're breathing hard (laughs) and they're like, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do this. And so rather than those accounts being inspirational, I think they're kind of like uh, discrediting. I don't know. It's like, they're like, I could never be that person. Um, So I think it's important to make a more real picture. Um, And it's hard when your job is to be inspiring. Your, Your job is to be a positive light in their in their life, you know? So you want to make things sound good, but at the same time, you have to keep it real and that's what they really connect to and what keeps them going for sure. Sure, and you can definitely respect like the perspective of, when it comes to fitness in particular, um, and we'll get into coffee in a second, but when you pick up that barbell for a first time, especially when you're you're looking at these Instagram accounts, you're like, I need to make a change in my life. Like, 
everyone is going through their own journey and it's time for me to kind of take my my health and fitness a little more seriously for me it was when i started getting into lifting a lot i had just gotten really injured and i i had lost a, a bunch of weight and i just i didn't look good i didn't feel good it wasn't anything and so i looked at a bunch of fitness accounts and i went on the journey that like you were just talking about with people where like i saw greg plitt rest in peace big guy uh who was like the top cover model in the yeah. us and i was like i can be like greg plitt not expecting when i go into the gym like you're going to suffer like yeah, there's it's there's gonna a certain, be hard you you in order to build that muscle like it, it hurts like you're sore you can't be swole without being sore like <laughs> yeah it's intimidating do you find it's uh, difficult some mornings to even like go through and share all of that? Like your your own struggles and your own suffering? Like all of your posts are really motivational, but there's always like a real human, like raw element to it. Yeah. Um, I said it's a fine balance because you got to, I mean, if your picture is not captivating, then they're not going to read your caption anyway. So right. in a way you do have to make something that makes them want to look at it and think that there's something good about what you got going on, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you, you have to make an emotional connection to them so that they, I've always said like, once I made that choice that I was not gonna go the boobs and boobs, the boobs and butts route, <laughs> I always just wanted to help people. I wanted to actually create value. So um, I just try to make it so that it's actually gonna get them to get up and make the change. Like. So one of the things that I do on Facebook is the Wits Workout Wednesday videos. Now I know that the most popular videos are short and they switch to screens really fast and they show you doing the stuff in fast forward and whatever. And I know that my videos would get more likes and shares and whatever if I did that style, but I don't think that that is actually helpful for the person who is just starting out and needs to learn. So I wanted to make sure that my videos were full length so that they could follow along, so they could see my form, so that they could actually do it at their house. So it was an actual tool for them to use. Sure, and you've had a pretty good response out of that. People, people like, are people like responding to the longer videos? Like, are they giving you that that affirmation back? Yeah, for sure. I definitely have my regulars that look for it every week. Um, so I feel really guilty when I can't get one out. Usually on Tuesdays, right now <laughs> I'm recording my video. <laughs> But, um, but well, yeah. Thank you. I uh, hope that people appreciate the, uh, the pause video. I am sorry if I've ruined anyone's like the schedule <laughs> by stealing, schedule working out by, by stealing <laughs> you for a few hours to do this. Um, but I'm very appreciative. Um, so we talked, we spent a lot of time talking about fitness, but you wear a lot of different hats and we talked about that a little bit on the green room, which if you haven't watched, you need to go watch that right now. Um, but you, you do wear a lot of different hats. So uh, give us a little bit of the rundown of everything that you're doing, uh, and and I'll wait. Sometimes, <laughs> it's hard for me to even remember it sometimes. There's so. a lot of commas after your name. Yes. So, first and foremost, I'm a mom. I have two young kids, so this will be the first year that both of my kids are in, in school full-time. So, I've been doing that all 24 hours of every day for the last eight years. Hardest job on the planet, bar none. Yes. Um, <laughs> And then it's hilarious to me that I'm even here doing this podcast about social media right now because I am like, I, I cannot keep up with the times. Like I am like <laughs> not miss technology at all. Um, but it's just come with the territory and something I've had to learn and grow and um, to be, to grow my business in the way that I wanted to. So, um, so now not only am I doing that for my business, well, two of my businesses, but I'm also uh, running a social media page for a jewelry store locally and for Hometown Happenings. I help with theirs as well and now doing like a, a virtual challenge groups. There's a few, I mean, I have like, 
probably five different <laughs> groups on Facebook that I run, wow. which a Facebook group can be a really good tool for someone who's trying to grow their brand. Yeah, that's well, let's let's explore that for a second. Sure. We we noticed the same thing. So Local 219 has numerous groups underneath because we noticed that when the algorithm changed in January 11th, yep. We had, it was pretty much the apocalypse and people, Facebook managers, social media managers around the planet were running in the streets shouting that there were like meteors falling from the sky. Social media was imploding. The world was going to end. Before we know it, we would all be riding horses everywhere again. Like that was kind of the sentiment. And what really happened for us and, and you, I, I'm definitely curious on like your adventure too, is mm -hmm. we had to create those groups because we realized when you create the groups, well, first people are getting notifications when you're posting all of a sudden again, which right. is super awesome and fun. But it definitely like it created miniature communities. And so we created the craft beer group where we just talked about craft beer so that people wouldn't, we wouldn't clog up the main feed with just craft beer because it seemed to, seemed to be all we were talking about for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had to create another uh, group that was like just friends of local 209. Like guys, like this is, it was a more personalized, it was almost like a signature. It was our John Hancock. Like this is our most important content that we really want you to digest. Plus it's personalized to you. Right. So for you, what, what did you notice like as soon as you started making all these groups? Um, well, First, I started with the Facebook business page, and sure. I tried that for uh, like five years. Wow. I worked at that, and, <laughs> and it's hard. It it, is. The reach is just not there. So right. eventually, I really wanted to keep like my family and my business separate, and I finally caved, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna switch it over. So that's why my page is Whitney Fit with Wit because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not my last name. <laughs> um, so I just run everything on the personal page, and the reach has been much better. But then I've made the private groups within that, and uh, like you said, it does help your people actually see the content that you're putting out, um, and especially for fitness, like we said, it's. It's a really intimidating field and it's something that, you know, people start because they don't feel good about themselves or because they have questions, there's stuff they want to learn, they're not confident in where they are at that time. So I think having a private group makes it feel a little bit safer. Um, they get to know each other. It makes them feel more comfortable asking questions and talking to each other. Um, and it's given me an opportunity to um, create like my retreats that I just did last summer. So um, I started really doing quarterly events and that was a couple of years ago when we lived in Illinois, but that was basically anytime I would come out with an online program, I had an event to actually get all those people to come out and meet each other. So then when they see each other online, they have a face to put with it and they could actually hug each other because they heard the stories that they, you know, went through together. So um, I think that's something that's super important is creating a culture within your group and making them feel like they're connected to each other. So then not they do the work for you, but they start to, you know, chime in with an answer because you, you've said it a lot of times, people start to listen and they know. And so they can, they can kind of give the advice and they can support each other when so, something's happening. And then people feel like they're not alone, you know? That's so cool. It's yeah. really, it's really fun to see that out of, out of like all of like the ashes of like the algorithm or whatever, like actually burnt something really cool. Yeah. And it was the groups and it was, uh, the idea that like maybe being intimate with your communities was the more like was what Facebook was originally supposed to be. It started out like that. You're just supposed to be you being intimate with your friends. And then it kind of got bastardized along the way with ads and guys like me, marketers that just ruin everything <laughs> professionally. That's all we're supposed to do is make sure that like, if you see like a, a widget and you're excited by it, excited by it, I'm going to put it in your face a hundred times a day until that you're dreaming about it. Right. So Facebook kind of took back the conversation January 11th. And as much as much as we hate that because like our page reach declined and, and marketers like me are like, damn it. Um, it 
it did create these groups and the groups are really, really cool. And it's impressive to see that, um, see like all these little like communities kind of pop up all over the place. Now, are you noticing a lot of crossover between your Instagram followers and your Facebook followers? Um, yes and no. I will say that it, it's funny when I started getting more personal with my posts, I would like always post them on Instagram first because for some reason it felt safer. It felt mm -hmm. like more strangers and that Facebook <laughs> was more like people that I actually know and I was sure. nervous about saying things. Um, but eventually that kind of has all evened out. Um, I will say that First Form has a huge community on Instagram and that has brought a lot of my followers because we all support each other and sure. that's how we found a lot of each other. But. Um, Facebook, I think, is it has grown the local community, but I think that's because of the private groups and people talk just to who's at their work or there somebody says you look great, what are you doing, this and that, and that that grows the local community more. Sure. I think. Yeah. As you're now, are you? I'm just gonna. I just gotta ask because I'm. I'm, I'm the. I think I'm the only person in the world who does this. Are you on Twitter at all? Do you use Twitter? I'm, I'm not. No. Never I think was. I'm. I'm one of the sole people that like. I run. I stopped running my own Twitter. Like and just like took over local two and nines. And I yeah. still believe in its viability. I'm uh, being told like like the cool kids do Twitter. <laughs> all but the cool I am, kids I'm are like on Twitter. Old now, I guess. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a totally different community. I think Twitter's kind of like. Um, like after the collapse of Facebook and the rise of Instagram, they're like the outcasts, like out in the badlands, like the people that just like that are just solely on Twitter. And there are a lot of people that are just like solely on Twitter, but this is not a Twitter conversation. Um, Got it. <laughs> um, I just I, I believe in the platform, not Snapchat though. Uh, I am. Are you on Snapchat at all? You do I'm Snapchat? Not. I'm not no. either. I'm 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 going to catch flag for this, but I believe Snapchat is dead. I believe it has died, and right. I know that my comments are about to be nuked well, um, I think that I think that influence too when Instagram came out with their stories and I wanted to mention that I do think that is a super powerful tool yeah, let's talk to about stories for a stories bit. Yeah. Um, that's something that I do a lot and because I mean you can post a picture but at the same time it's sometimes like set up a little bit and people yeah. can read that you know yeah and so when you use your story they can see that you're a real person they can connect to you they feel like they know you and they see you applying the things that you talk about in your post into your real life and sure. how it actually works yeah and if you if you screw up something it's only on there for 24 hours <laughs> like you can be like me and and I I am all I post a lot of stories for local 209 but they are not all good and so like it's uh, it's okay if you're listening to this and you're not sure about stories like after 24 hours unless you choose to keep them in highlights uh, they're gone forever and like sometimes that that's a good thing but yeah. <laughs> uh, story yeah uh, what other any other niches like within so do you use a lot of Facebook stories too like do you copy copy them back and forth you know what I haven't mm -hmm. I've, I've recently just started dabbling into the Facebook story um, to see what kind of difference it has because I think my audience is a little bit different in the sure. two platforms um, but like I said, since I do so many different groups, I do try to change up what content I use. I'm not gonna post the same thing everywhere, um, especially like for my private fitness group. I wanna make sure they feel like they're getting something special. They're getting a little bit extra for being in that group. So I'll sure. do more giveaways in there or a little more education in there, um, a little more specific content versus my more broad motivation life type of things that are on my regular page. Sure. Um, and then there's the virtual running challenge that I do or the virtual rep challenge. So, of course, the content's going to be different in each of those groups based on what, what they're there for. Yeah. Now, now 
crossing that over to the coffee company. So you run Cafe Racer Coffee as well. Yes. Uh, which is... I didn't even get to that. No, I know. We're, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there soon. Um, so you've got Cafe Racer Coffee, Hometown Happenings, the jewelry store, and then... At, and then your main your main fitness business too. Yes. Um, how how do you kind of control the chaos from posting from all of those? Like, are there specific tools you use, or you like buffer loud and proud, or do you or do you just kind of like naturally go into them? Yeah, I I wish I could tell you I had some serious system, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really don't. I uh, it just kind of goes with my day. What's happening? Um, you know, when we have stuff going on, events happening with the coffee business, then I'm posting about that. Or, and again, those are another one that I do first thing in the morning because you drink coffee first thing in the morning. That's Makes when sense. people enjoy it. <laughs> That's when you can connect to those kind of posts. So, yeah. um, so again, there's not like one set of rules for everybody. It kind of depends on what your your goal is and what your audience is. I think it's important for a lot of people to realize, like a, a lot of people blame like their success and failures on the algorithms of each individual platform. I don't and even know everything <laughs> that I should know about that. Um, and and well, that's because they change so constantly. Like there's no it all social media breaks down to just common sense, I think. And I think you're the perfect example of that, of you you don't need to know like every in-depth thing about the algorithms and the equations and stuff like that. Just, it makes sense to post in the morning with coffee because we drink coffee in the morning. Or Mm -hmm. if you're like me, I drink coffee throughout the day. Um, Same. Yeah, it's, I always, I'm always Mm -hmm. within, we are blessed to be within arm's reach of Cafe Fresco. Um, So I- That carries our coffee. That carries your coffee. Shout out to Brie and Cafe Fresco. and uh, I, I, I will say I do have a day from Smuggler's Coffee is going to be here in a couple of weeks. So um, we'll, we'll leave like the Cafe Racer one right there. Just some like <laughs> guerrilla warfare. Um, so as, as kind of like you're, you're going throughout your day and you're posting, you've got all these different people um, and you're, you're on, you're, you're changing your mindset a lot. Who's kind of influencing you through each of these roles that you play as you start to tackle each of those roles for the day? Yeah. Um, well, first I would say, like, if you are new to social media, don't feel like you need to jump into like five pages at once because it is chaos and sure. it's a lot to to manage. You do. You have to think about it. You have to like make sure it makes sense. You got to. I mean, you could plan it out, but I just plan it in my head. Like, I just know <laughs> what's coming and do it that way. But um, but it is a time commitment and you have to be consistent with it. You have to put in the work and you don't get to just post and then go on with your day. You have to interact with the people that make comments on your posts. Yeah. So that's that's all part of it. Um, and it is a lot to ma- maintain, I guess. Is the <laughs> word. It's a lot. So you're saying that like your community kind of influences you? Yeah, I will say that First Form has had a huge influence on me and just everything that I know. I mean, we have uh, two weekly um, conference calls for education. So they've taught me a lot of what I know about social media. Sure. Are there any particular influencers that you follow? Um, not really. No? I, no, but I'm just not that kind of girl. Like, I, do, <laughs> I don't have a favorite actor or a favorite movie or a favorite song or any of that. That's that's incredible. Uh, I I would like to say I'm the same, but like every once in a while, I mean, I am I am influenced by like the local two and nine community and the people that follow us. Like our my best goal in life is always to make sure that like our post reaches many people, especially the ones that are like just cool like representations of the Lake County Fair or the Hubbard or something. And those I think influence me a lot. But every once in a while, I will. Uh, look on IG and try and find like some like jacked out of their mind steroided dude curling 225 and being like, I'm going to be like him one day. 
and like march into the gym. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what's cool about social media is it really actually can connect you to people if you let it. <laughs> um, and what also I've really noticed since moving back to Crown Point because it's connected me to a lot of people. Actually, that's how it all got started was going into Bree's cafe and she had followed me on Instagram before I got here. So she knew who I was. She mentioned me to Tim who runs hometown happenings and that's how I got hooked up with that. And I saw you guys working in the cafe. <laughs> so it just all goes together. It's, so uh, what the, the message we can take out of this is just spend a lot more time at cafe fresco. <laughs> like cafe, it's the, the center of the world, at least for all of us. Yeah. That's very, but I have found that like all these young entrepreneurs that are in this space are really like interconnected. We're all yeah. running with the same crowd, you know? So talk to me a little bit about Hometown Happenings, because I look at Cafe Racer is a for-profit business, right? And you essentially for-profit because you have to pay your bills and make sure the kids yeah. are fed. Uh, make sure Howie uh, gets <laughs> gets the grass that he needs. Yes. Um, and Hometown Happenings is not necessarily the same way, right? Um, it is. It is a business for-profit, but mm -hmm. it's a business with a cause. So sure. they try to do a lot of... Um, just good in the community and support a lot of causes with the things that they do. And yes, Tim is trying to make him hometown Howie, the <laughs> official mascot of hometown happenings. Um, I support this cause. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they put on a lot of the runs uh, for like the Santa run and different things throughout Crown Point, but also are trying to work in some new stuff. Like we're doing this Saturday, we're doing a, um, a breakfast for the poor at St. Mary's and they work getting books for kids and raising money for causes and stuff like that. So we did stuff for Mommy's Haven in Lowell and there's a lot that goes into it. Basically, he just wants to make the community a better place and inspire people to be happier and healthier and do good things. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. So I was really excited to become part of that for sure. So we support his mission in twofold now. <laughs> we support him and the mission and of course how we becoming the official mascot. Yeah. There's new things coming out there all the time. We're doing just actually at the end of this week, we're starting the new back to school rep challenge, which is a totally new thing with bringing me on. Now he wanted to do more than just the runs and incorporate more of the fitness stuff so we're doing um, it's like a set amount of reps like 6600 reps that you finish in 10 weeks which seems like really huge and scary it's a lot of reps right but it's broken down into like basic exercises squats push-ups planks stuff like that um, and when you break it down it's really just 10 or 20 reps a day so give us give us more of that. Is there where can they find more information on this? Um, everything is at hometownhappenings.net. Okay. Is there yeah. a cost to enter this that, that he's using for further? Yeah. So that is, I think it's twenty dollars for the ten weeks. Well, that's not bad. Um, and you get to be part of the private Facebook group. That's exciting. Yeah. Like by yourself. Yeah. So I'll be in there leading that and posting videos and. Uh, motivation along the way and just keeping people active as they get into their busy schedules going back to school um, and then part of it is you get to come to one of our Thursday workouts for free which is normally ten dollars so it comes out to a pretty good deal. <laughs> Where are those Thursday workouts at? Always at the fairgrounds at six o'clock. That's exciting. I am so pumped. We're definitely uh, we're gonna get the local two nine crew in on this. All right, I can't wait. You this heard, is you heard this. This on is camera. on coming. the air. This is on uh, Josh's camera. At least uh, we will be joining this. At least the three of us will try and get Jay Cherry in on this That'd too. Awesome. Jay Cherry is much fit, more fit than the rest of us will ever be in this company. Uh, 
yeah, I think all of us, all of us are going to get in, and uh, you heard it here first. That'd be really cool, this and I think catalyst. that a lot of people, <laughs> again, are intimidated to come to that because they think like, oh, I see what they're doing on the pictures, and I could never do that. But we really try to make it so that it works for every level and anyone who wants to come just getting started is totally fine. so all levels are totally invited you do yes. not need to be super jacked to get in you can right. just be a regular old person and you are encouraged to come absolutely that is super super exciting um so what now that now that you've got all these hats on we kind of talked about a little bit before but like what kind of what keeps you going each day like you've got all this and it sounds like burnout is always like one day away like i know for myself that's that's a real thing of like i'm, I'm excited by every single day but it always feels like burnout's around the corner how do you keep going what inspires you yeah um well i think the last year has been super extra crazy for us with so much going on and making a huge career change and huge life change moving from florida um, and so, I mean, it does cut, catch up to you at times. And I said, I kind of backed off on my frequency of my posts and that was part of it. I needed to just breathe a little bit and <laughs> kind of work on myself before, especially being in fitness. And now I'm doing like some personal life coach type style stuff. Um, you have to work on yourself first and make sure that you're, you have energy to give. So, sure. um, so yeah, I won't say that it just comes all the time and it's easy breezy, but, um, I've, I guess I started in like a, a lower place and I wasn't happy and I wasn't healthy and all that. So I've seen what the other option is and I don't want to go back there. So I better just keep going. <laughs> um, so any anything that you would do kind of different as you've kind of gone along this year? I've kind of wanted to ask this question. I don't know when to throw it in. So I'm going to make a hard segue into this. Uh, any anything you would do different along this journey that you would suggest to people now like I did this and it didn't work please try this instead um it's a hard question to ask it is a hard <laughs> question um, my my gut response is to say I wouldn't have waited so long to switch over to my personal page from the business page however I've been to like a social media lecture where he made it clear that you should have a business page <laughs> so I'm not sure that everyone would agree with that but for me I would have done that sooner but Honestly, that's what life is about. You learn as you go and everything gets you to where you are. So I try to just take the positives from anything that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so no big, no big disappointments that kind of like rocketed you? No big uh, career catalysts? Not yet. But I, Not yet. <laughs> honestly, I see people that like lose their accounts or get hacked and I'm like, it, it's, it's like a fear in the back of your mind. What if that happens? Because like I said, it took me a lot of years to get here and a lot of hours of doing this so it doesn't just happen overnight sure yeah uh we are going to make kind of like a hard segue into i i try and do this if you listen to jay's episode last week like it's like the 10 random questions and uh -huh. so like before i get into the 10 random questions or anything else that you kind of want to talk about and touch on so we know hometown happenings uh the entire local 209 crew is going to be jumping in on this uh <laughs> we're gonna I will cover the entrance fees for all of us. We're all covering, it's 60. Alan has joined the room. You you are not on camera, but Alan has joined us. Uh, we're gonna let him know it is 6,600 reps of an iron break uh, over how long? 10 weeks. 10 weeks, 6,600 reps. I am so excited for this. This totally is to combat. Manageable. Totally manageable. This is to combat all of the craft beer that we drink so that we may drink more. So this is a, this is a growing, this is a growing thing. I can't wait. Uh, it's, there's a few different exercises. There, it's easy stuff. Like it's easy stuff. Squats, lunges, couple push-ups, couple sit-ups. It's all so body, weight, body weight yep. stuff. Body yeah. weight stuff. So this means we can do it in the office That's the goal. together. It's 
As a group, we are going to start our days. We're going to get here earlier in the morning. We're going to get here at the office. We're not getting here at 5 a.m. Um, it would literally take you 10 minutes. Yeah, we're going to do this together. And we invite the entire community up to us. If you are in this group, uh, we have a very large, I'm going to call it the dance floor, right when you walk <laughs> in the space, uh, hardwood floors, where you are welcome to join us every single day. <laughs> Look what you're starting. To do this. I'm starting this. I'm nothing if not eternally confident. So uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to jump into, uh, I'm going to say 10-ish questions. These are super random. Um, they are not the same as what he got asked last week because there's literally a notebook next to me with about 800 of these questions in there. Okay. Um, so don't be nervous. This is super exciting. But uh, what is the best thing to happen to you this year so far? Oh, my gosh. The best thing to happen to me this year. First thing year. that comes to your mind. Besides this podcast, I, I say, know this is the me best. To come here today? This is the best. What is the second best thing besides coming on Digital Fix available on um, Wednesdays? <laughs> it has been quite the year, let me yeah. tell you. This is a lot to think about. But fresh in my mind is getting Howie the Cow. Of Howie the Cow, that's exciting. Yeah. How did you? So I'm going to pause the questions. Tell, And this is not a social media question. So if you're listening to this podcast and are excited to get back into the social media stuff, skip ahead about two minutes. <laughs> How did Howie the Cow come to be? I have to know this. So Not his physical self. I know that. I went to science class. But how did you come into possession of Howie the Cow? Sure. So... Um, my husband is way too good to me, basically. <laughs> and so I started seeing these Highland cows on canvases on Pinterest. <laughs> and I just fell in love with them. And I thought they were awesome. But it was kind of like a mythical creature to me. I thought they only had them in Scotland because that's uh -huh. where they're from. And he actually, Jonathan met up with Steve from Howe Farms mm -hmm. because of the coffee business. And next thing i know he's like i think there's some highland cows like down the street from us and i'm like really <laughs> so we went to check them out and i decided to trade in my 10-year anniversary trip to costa rica for a cow wow yeah that is exciting <laughs> i would do the same thing i can't imagine my wife would trade that trip but i definitely would <laughs> we uh we went and shot like a sunrise video at how far i saw it it made me tear up a little bit yeah it made all of us tear up it was a big cry fest in the party when we made that uh and we realized you cannot take a bad picture of that cow. It's seriously the most adorable thing on the I planet besides Alan Miskowski. Uh, <laughs> so that's why we named him Howie, because he's from Howe Farms. That is exciting. I yeah. love, love, love Howie, and I've pet that cow in the face once. Um, and his parents, including the one that tried to run Josh over. So <laughs> uh, question number two. Uh, we're, we're back in, if you are rejoining us from that. Uh, do you know any songs by 100% by heart? Oh I'm not going to ask you to sing them. Um, sure. Sure. I've been singing my kids' lullabies for the last. Oh, eight that years. doesn't count. <laughs> I'm talking like, can you sing like Brown Eyed Girl word for word or anything? I don't know no? if I could. It's a weird if the song is on, you know, it just it's in there somewhere, and somehow <laughs> you just know the words when the music's on. Uh, late nights or early mornings. Uh, early mornings. We were talking about that a little bit, yeah. but I actually had to become a morning person because I'm not a morning person. Yeah. When I had kids and they'd be waking me up and I'd sleep until they woke up and then they're asking me for milk and they need a diaper and they need this. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. So I had to start getting up early so that I could get my workout in and feel like I was ready to go before people are asking me to do stuff. Do you think you'll ever fully become the morning person? Because you said like it's still hard. Like, it is. You know, yeah. It is. It's gone in phases. There's yeah. some. There's sometimes when like you're real fired up and you get in a groove. But that's my my tip for that. So which 
it's the time change. Do it at the time change. I don't know which one's which, but ever, whichever one <laughs> works. Spring ahead, fall backs. We're going back an hour in the fall coming up, I think, back. I don't. Someone, Who if knows? you're listening, put it in the comments. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. I, I had to become a morning person. I was always a night person, but I, when I owned the business in Chicago, like I realized if I wanted to work out, it wasn't going to happen at 6 p.m. Because by the time I get home, like I'm dead. Like I put everything into my days. And uh, I had to become like a morning person to do it. And now like, I'm like quietly getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Like if I, if I get up and like shout, my wife will punch me in the throat. But if I uh, get up, I can quietly be like, it's great to start the day <laughs> and go lift. Shout out the classics. I've shout out so many people today. Uh, what was your favorite toy growing up? Um, told you these were random. <laughs> I told you I don't have favorites. I'm not gonna have any answers. Um, so I can't ask you what your favorite memento in life is right now, besides Howie the Cow? No. Okay. I really don't have one. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. You know, dogs. Hard dogs. Not <laughs> a cat person. This interview's over. <laughs> Mostly allergies, but... Yeah. Uh, no, I, I pound Allegra on the daily about four times the recommended dose, just so I can snuggle my cat every we morning. We have a bulldog, so... Oh, God, it's adorable. Uh, I would totally love and a bulldog. And that came before Crown Point. She's like 12 now. Gotcha. Yeah. That's adorable. Does she have the underbite? What's that? Does she have the underbite? She does. She does? Yes. God, I've mean, got to post more of her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hear that a lot. As much as I talk about fitness, people want to send me comments about my dog and my hair. If you look on another social media, I call him sort of an influencer, Robert Roll Federson, uh, RRF. He has a bulldog that is adorable, and he features her a lot. And yeah. it's, it's fun. It's so much fun. These are not rapid fire. I'm sorry. This was supposed to be rapid fire. But uh, <laughs> if you got raided by the cops, what's the most incriminating thing they would find? Uh, I still drink Diet Coke. Di that's I do like, too. That's like the worst thing I do. Jeez. I'm pretty boring. So straight edge. Uh, do you, are, you, uh, are you a car person? I know your husband is, but are you a car person? Um, by association, I am. What's yeah. your dream car? Oh, gosh. I don't know that I have one. Don't have a dream car? His is an R8. I'll tell you that. Ooh. He we, was, will, we will have one one He day. was so chill earlier. We had uh, an Audi R8 for an undisclosed project. We had one for a couple hours in the square that we were shooting. And Alan and Josh were out there shooting this car. And I was like a dog locked inside, like scratching at the window trying to get out. Yeah. I was like, let me out. Because I am a car guy. Like, I love cars. And we're blessed to have an office space that has the car show every Thursday outside. And so I'm like, Alan, look, 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 look. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> Hair. <laughs> uh, what conspiracy theory do you believe? Oh my god, you're killing me with these <laughs> questions. I'll ask. I'll ask Angel. What's your spirit animal? Oh, I'll gosh. ask two more questions after this. Ooh, that, I actually like that one, but I don't know that I have a definitive answer. In case you haven't <laughs> noticed, I like am all over the place. You are all over the place. Uh, do you? You don't. You know, if <laughs> what would a pinata about you be filled with? I love these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying so hard. Pinata. Like coffee beans and protein shakes. That's all I'm looking for. Mine would be the same thing exactly. And last question. What is your favorite word? Do you have a favorite word? I keep going back to the favorites. Right. Don't have favorites. I think I made that clear at the beginning oh, of this interview. God, she's about to come over the table. <laughs> 
All right, I'm gonna change the question. This this has gone horrific, but I'm uh, what's what is one of your guilty pleasures? We know Diet Coke. I'm Diet the same Coke. way for me. Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, I am, I have a huge sweet tooth, so like, okay. I would eat like kale and chicken all day, every day, as long as I could keep my desserts. You posted about sure. that last night, didn't you? I did. I yeah. did because that's my real <laughs> life. My feed. Yeah. That is. I think we're going to end with that because the next questions all are what's your favorite, what's your favorite, what's your favorite, what's your favorite. So I'm going to go ahead and get ahead of myself and skip those. But Whitney, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, where can people find you? Um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this wasn't actually as like nerve wracking as I thought. I try not to be nerve wracking. It's with a little people. bit easier when you just start talking about what you do all the time and exactly. you know the answers. <laughs> um, you can find me at fit underscore mama underscore wit on Instagram and Whitney space fit with wit all one word on Facebook or my private group is fit with wit healthy life education. Gotcha. And if they yes. want to finish this podcast and send you a message right now, which is the easier platform to get hold of you on? Either one or fitwithwit.com is me too. Gotcha. Yeah. And then for us, you can find us across the board. Shout out to Josh for making this easy for me. Across the board at local 219, L-O-C-A-L 219, except for my beloved Twitter. It is local underscore 219. And you can send us an email at Matt, that is M-A-T, at local 219.tv. And with that, we are going to sign off next week. We have legendary furniture maker. Uh, I never thought I would say those words uh, together in my life. Johnny Rocker out of Valpo. I am super, super, super excited to have him on. Not as excited as I was to have you on, though. So we are going to close with that. Bye.